I was technically first. Yeah. You're not first, you're last, bro. Guys, place. Kangaroo God is in the chat tonight. Jesus hey, I haven't seen him here. in a while. I wonder if she's Jesus fish. He's Josh back. Regan. I know that name. Easy Heat Cooling. Sounds like an advertisement. Chill. <laughs> Jason Johnson. Gil Willspeed. Yep. Burrs. Gil Willspeed. Mm-hmm. Herman was here. Gil? Josh Regan. No, it's Will. Jason Johnson. I was going to say, he's got two first names. No, I changed it up. Yeah, but I no, can't he, uh, see the chat because I'm trying to be a responsible driver. So, you know, two hands on the wheel, staring you were straight just ahead. reading us the Manitowoc yeah. manual like five minutes ago. <laughs> hey, uh, he definitely was. You know, while you're driving. <laughs> while streaming and driving, yeah. reading a manual. Hey, real quick, uh, did you you guys ever see Spaceballs? Yes. You know at the end of the movie where they're getting into their pods? You know, yes. they're getting launched out of Spaceball 1. <laughs> Yeah, and the escape pods. That little window behind you, it looks like you're in one of the pods for Spaceball 1. Oh. Mm. Right there. Here I come, guys. That is my plastic partition. That doesn't seem very safe. No. Plastic. Where were you, bud? Where are you, Chris? Uh, Working, man. It's been a long week. I just got done fixing a walk-in freezer. It's an interesting one because... uh, they had multiple problems as usual. It seems like I get those ones all the time. It was like <laughs> one thing led to another, but the liquid line was literally cracked in half What? when I got there. Yeah. I got up on the roof and there I'm is. like, there's oil everywhere. What's going on? The liquid line was just, it was barely hanging on by the copper. Just, just barely at a joint an elbow or no, it was a, it was a pre-bent piece of copper. Um, and the reason why it broke yeah. is because the way the manufacturer put the unit together and the liquid line dryer wasn't really supported very well, so it, it eventually no, it broke. Just swung it, but, around and but then on top of that, it's just a piece of junk condensing unit. So. Are you seeing on some of the equipment that you're dealing with that they put like shipping brackets on the compressors, like underneath, and there's like a little sticker or a tag? I've I've different pieces yeah. of equipment. We had a uh, a Climate Master heat pump, which it was a bitch to get that bracket off. And then just the other day, we did a... Uh, oh, near the top. Uh, no, underneath. So you have oh. to unbolt the whole compressor and kind of slide it out. I've mm. never seen this before, mm-hmm. no. And then no. Uh, on the on a Daikin Sky Air, like one of those double fan, real tall... Copeland, right? Mini splits, same thing. Oh, it must be because they're not putting the... Uh, on the rubber feet, if they put in those little... Uh, Screws. No, not the screws. There's like a little bushing that goes in there, and that bushing makes the screw really hold the, the mm. thing down. And if you don't put those in there mm. and it's just held by the, the rubber bushing, then the compressor yeah, will shake. Because I, yeah. was, I was kind of wondering, like, if that could happen, right? Like, if there's a bracket or something like that, and then it doesn't have any give, and it's just holding the copper really tight, um, yeah. and then it just vibrates the shit out of it. Maybe. And all the compressors I get just come in those boxes where it's just got the uh, the foam built in around it yeah i once got a a manitowoc condensing unit shipped to my office legit it was upside down in the pallet (laughs) but like there was no damage like it almost looked like someone purposely put it upside down and crated it in but the pallet was like this side up like the was, pallet was right where it was where it was supposed to be, yeah. right? Because the the shipping guy brought it in, and we always opened them up and took the boxes off of them and took it apart so you can inspect it. And I'm like, I'll put that one right back on the truck. He's like, What do you mean? I go the fucking things upside down, like yeah. completely. And we're talking wow. a 
400-pound condensing unit, like completely upside down. Wow. Jason Johnson makes a good point. Water source heat pumps always uh, have cracks in discharge line, but no manufacturers ever put the vibration elimination on them. And they don't. You're right. Yeah. Especially the small ones. You know, that thick all. Cheap, cheap, I don't cheap. know that I've ever worked on a water source heat pump. Every oh. water source heat pump that I've ever worked on, has. it seems like the installers, like, had nails in their head because they put them in places where you absolutely could not access anything up in a drop ceiling and it's like how like just replace the whole thing mm. like, oh i just know dumb. always in tight spots closets and, and and then they're like yeah uh the water uh condensers fouled like what well, yeah i don't know what to tell you like i can't get to it you know i did something really stupid today on a uh a geo unit what'd you do but I, it didn't bite me in the ass i got super lucky i gotta tell you I was on the phone. It happens to you every freaking time when you're on the phone, you're not really paying attention. So I was changing a pump, right? On the flow center. Um, I isolated. So if you're familiar with flow centers, the flush ports are on the front. And to, to isolate the load side of the loop, you need to have the valves basically so it's open. So to the flow for, for those of us that don't do geothermals, what is this flush center? Where where would this be um, at? So it's like basically a box with pumps. Yeah. Right? Okay. From and outside. Like just one pump, go to the condenser, one pump, like to the, uh, what I would consider the evaporator side of things. Well, like you don't necessarily have to have two pumps. It depends on the size of the system. But like basically if you have two pumps, one pump's pumping in to and the heat pump and out. one's pumping down and out. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, the valve, it's like a, uh, it's shaped like a T, and there's a picture of it on the side, and one side says off, and you face off wherever you don't want the water to be, right? So I had off on the, the load side, and because I was replacing the pump, and I drained it down, I'm changing the pump, and then I was opening the source in to allow water to flush back through, and uh I was going to get my uh, my gooser and hook up. Oh, well, not a gooser. The uh, I don't know what they're called. I just had that pipe screensaver in my brain of trying to figure out exactly how this piping is going. Right, so I open one side. Yeah. The water is going to flow through and back around, and then you're going to purge it out the flush valve. Well, okay. when I'm isolating the load side, um, the... And what's the purpose of doing that again? Because I, I was draining down so I could change the pump so water doesn't shoot and methanol doesn't shoot me in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're still using sense. methanol? Yeah. Yeah, wow. that's like, what? It's against code here. Can't use yeah, it. I, I use that too. You sissies in Canada. Yeah, you Canadians and all yeah. your fancy rules. You're we gotta have work the environment. It's, like, it's alcohol. So like back in my day, back in my day, you know, on lunch break, you take you a couple of the methanol. Okay, go yeah. on, go on. Sorry, I don't want to break you off the story. Go ahead. Um, so anyway, so when you have the load side off, you're actually open to the flush port. But you have a cap and a plug in the flush port so nothing comes out of it, right? Well, I started to unscrew the cap. I was on the phone on the other side before turning off the flush port and hooking my valve and everything onto it. And I almost got a freaking face full of metal. And I like stopped myself right in the middle of it. I'm like, oh, my God. See, (laughs) you just just went into autopilot mode. I did. I do that sometimes, too, and get into all sorts of wacky situations. Let me ask you this, because we were kind of talking about this before, but I kind of like to see what the, the chat has to say with this. But do you guys like, you know, something that drives me nuts is when my employees, they'll call me and they'll be like, oh, yeah, um, 
it's taking me forever to get there. And I'm like, what freeway did you take? And he's like, well, the GPS told me to take it. Stop listening to a GPS. I never, never use a GPS. I know what the traffic's going to be like. I know what freeways oh, to avoid. I, I always, always, every day I use a GPS. Every day when I get out, I'm, I work in pretty much the same area. And I use it to get home every day. Oh, no, no, because no. I'm going, but because I'm, I have a, I have a memory. Podcast, I know I, if manual, I take a yeah, if I take a map to get somewhere once, maybe twice, that's it. I'm done. Oh, I know no. how to get there from now on. So. Not me. No, no way. Like, if I focused, I could probably do it. But I need somebody to say, turn here. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I do have to turn there. I should stop reading this manual. Yeah, right. While I'm driving. And eating the, things at once. And eating the sandwich. And yeah, and live eating. streaming with Chris. <laughs> uh, somebody in chat asked. Yeah, I think Chris um, just rolled his van. <laughs> Chris, are you alright? Did you roll your van, dude? Are you in a ditch? He gone. Um, yeah. Funny. Anyways, the guy in the chat oh. was asking which oh, is a okay. better spot to put a humidifier supply or return duct to put it inside the return or supply duct. So it depends on the humidifier, right? Like, are you doing a steam humidifier? Are you doing a powered humidifier with a fan? Are you doing a bypass humidifier? Sure. A bypass humidifier doesn't matter whatsoever because you have a bypass. And that's your heat source right there. I believe if my memory serves me right, you could put a powered humidifier on the return or the supply, but right. they recommend piping it into a hot water source and the hot water. Yeah, your if you think about it, um, that's you're, what you're, you're running it in the winter time. You know, warmer air can hold more water. So it's always better. I I prefer, preferably like it on the supply, especially steam. You have to put on the supply, but I go supply. That's my bolt. Yeah, that that is gonna work the best. I would think if you put it in the return, you're in the risk of like getting a. I only bought it. I only stepped into half of that conversation. But aren't you running the risk of getting moisture all over the heat exchanger and the inner components of the uh, the unit? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not really. It's evaporating, so it's go through humidifier. It's not like. They used to make these. I think they still make them. People still install them. Every time I've ever seen them installed, it like trashes the furnace, trashes the ductwork, but it's like a yeah. mister, a vaporizer. Yeah. It's like basically taking... But they're banking on it evaporating before it actually gets yeah. to the surface it's, of the heat exchanger. It's like spraying a Windex bottle over and yeah. over inside your ductwork. Mm. You know? Until one day where the... Is it just a nozzle or what? what's controlling the mist of yeah, it? Yeah, they're like, like orifices. Yeah, uh, would there be a way for it to fail and just flood the inside of that or is it uh pretty much not probably plug yeah up, like probably. I, i've seen like especially in now in uh big commercial setups or something to bring these huge steam humidifiers and because these filters they want to put in all these restricted filters because what's going on well it's not enough airflow and what's happening is you, you, you are getting drops droplets mm. and sometimes these because they can't evaporate whatever, before it gets to the right and these horsepower these huge horsepower motors are getting wet and or you're getting wet in the ductwork and you're getting more issues i you think know, one big thing is um humidifiers really don't need especially like april airs and honeywells and that they don't need a ton of water right, right. like you just need to keep the pad wet you don't need yep. to freaking keep the pad Drip, like, like yeah it's not like you need to pour a glass of water on every three yeah, seconds instead of glass of water inside your furnace right well you know while chris has gone away with his little intermission there you know what i don't know if you guys know this but we have a website now mm. you know what the website's called joe oh yes double tap hvacovertime.com yeah. hvacovertime.com go there buy some of our shit look at whatever you want on there 
We got some bios, some fun stuff. Will Speed just our podcast. Will Speed pulls so that he just got a hat. Looks good. I like the hat. Yeah, he actually said the quality was pretty good. So is it? Yeah, we want to ask that, him actually. That particular hat I haven't got. I got uh, a couple of the other hats. The beanies for winter. The uh, I think they're called the tunic or something. Some Canadian word. Took. A fucking took. A took. Yeah, what, what is that? Fuck! I don't know why he's calling beanies. It's a fucking toque. What's a toque? Is that a like the Canadian a, version of TikTok? How with the flip? Like toque tick. <laughs> hey, did you get on the old toque tick there? Hey? <laughs> yeah. You get on the old toque tock there? Yeah, the toque tock. You see red green on there, eh? <laughs> Made a funny joke about Timmy's. That's funny. So uh, I could show oh, you this. You want to see this picture? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Real quick, yeah. So make sure you guys go check out our website. Go to the Facebook group. Join up to the Facebook group. Throw some pictures in there. Throw some stories in there. We we do actually read them, and uh, we get a kick out of most of what you guys write in there. And our Facebook group, I would have to say, is probably one of the best Facebook it's, groups. Bam! He calm. said it, folks. He it's, said it, it on it's, overtime. It's pretty good. It's it's right down the center. You know, there's not a lot of not a lot of hate speech, not a lot of conspiracies and stuff. I mean, Joe just. He's a he's just a straight up Nazi with that stuff. <laughs> I try to be fair, but uh, you know he, you, you want to go to a place where you could. He runs you know, a tight ship. Pull shit. I, I actually had a uh, somebody call me the other day about our Facebook page. Really? And I didn't know it. I thought he was just calling the BS, and I started talking about like carrier units and this and that. I'm like, yeah, I'm over here doing this and that, and I'm, he's like, okay, okay. The reason why I'm calling you actually is uh, because I posted my YouTube video on your Facebook group and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nobody could comment on it. What's up with that crap? Was <laughs> it fucking oh. Joe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe will turn the comments off on anything he doesn't like. That's no, not that. Um, just other groups. You, you can't. Some people, a lot of people, take advantage and you just think they just post whatever and they don't contribute to the uh, to the group. And a lot of other groups make that rule: don't post shit just for benefiting yourself. Benefit the group. Help the group out. By the way, so we still let it. We still let it happen, but we kind of restrict it. And that's there ain't all. nothing that I post that benefits anybody else. It does big time. Mm. Luke is getting mad because he didn't hear his shout out from Bill. Yeah, why? why? Yeah, yeah. What we, we did drop the ball. Hey, Randy, Luke. You know that probably just drives Luke nuts. He probably did. <laughs> He's, He's just parking. attacking Randy right now, just chewing his face <laughs> right off. They think you sound like a mouse. Oh, sorry, a cat. Um, is, that, is that how the moose sound in Canada? <laughs> no, no, thank God they don't. Right, um, here's, a, here's a question, Joe. Yeah. Bam. TXV. Yeah, TXV. Here's the thing. I got to tell you. He TXV. says, what's the serious oh, question? Which is TXV. better, TXV or Piston? Um, honestly, after that whole... Uh, oil edited thing and uh, all these problems with the TXVs I got a little chip on my shoulder what oil additive thing what do you mean the uh, Copeland oh, added a rust inhibitor yeah into their compressors and yeah. it clogged up TX like by the freaking bazillion. You know, but this was a while back did they years ago but oh, okay did I'm they actually say like what caused that what, what actually caused that breakdown in the rust inhibitor was it the oil I think the oil somehow activated or um, did something to the rust inhibitor and turned it into some sort of waxy solution? I'm, not, you know, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sh- yeah, I think so. I think someone. Like, <laughs> I was just going to respond to him. I agree, Ted Kid. Or, or uh, speaking Tamil. How can you post a, a YouTube freaking video and you're speaking a different language? Like, fuck, do I care? 
Yeah, we don't we don't allow squiggly line <laughs> posts in our group. That's the rule. Although there is this dude, I can't remember his name. He's in um I don't know he's what country he's in. Um he's in some sort of I don't know if he's China or what, but he has a YouTube channel and he posts about working on like VRF units all the time. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. Oh, he's on more of a design side. Talking about? No, no, service. Sure. Totally got off subject. Sorry. Hmm. We I don't remember what let, the subject was. We let a lot of guys in our community post as long as, like I said, as long as they're speaking English and it's relevant. And as long as they're speaking English, they're not just posting because That's of worse whatever. Than what I said, Joe. At least I just said no squiggly lines, <laughs> and you're like, you're not speaking American. <laughs> Get the F no out. <laughs> Come you look different than me. You get the F out of here. <laughs> How are you not from the South, Joe? <laughs> you get out of here. You're so bad. <laughs> you fit right in down there. You ever been to NASCAR? I, I actually like watching NASCAR. Stop, yeah. I don't doubt that. Where are you going to go before I change the subject? Because I'm going to go bring something else up. I was going to tell you, I was going to show you that picture. Remember I talked about last week that heat strip that it rigged up that. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Element on it. Absolutely. This is bad. Is right? Like just stretched it all out. and Yeah. Yeah. So this obviously, you know, when, when an, like when you string something up as it's heated, it will actually stretch. Right. Um, so it changes. It's share screen length this is kind of scary the heat worked and but this is not how i started it it is rigged but it didn't start off this way so look how close this is to the metal in that on the yeah i feel like it's gonna stag right on the end there like it wasn't that loose but it was loose um because that's not the right element to be using for this right um but i had no other choice they had to use to to update people uh, this was on um, a geothermal heat pump. Their their pump. This is actually that same unit I was talking about. Oh, so you eliminated oh, yeah, one strip, right. right, or something? They had, oh, they had their pump was down. This right, this is their emergency heat. It was also this down. was their emergency heat, and that was also down. Hmm. And it, this has a special size element that is from water furnace. I didn't have that. I just had the regular run of the mill oh. thing that gotcha. you you know use on a regular air handler. And yep. It's like. I made a phone call. We're not going to have it for several days. What are you going to do? But this is kind of scary how this turned out. You know what I mean? After it was heated and cooled, heated and cooled. and Really? But yeah. But you are going to go back with the OEM? It's already done. Oh, That's oh. I took that picture after it was in use for several days, you know? Yeah. yeah it hey, does look like a toaster wire. You know what? Honestly, with these times that's going on, it's going to bring out the good HVAC guys and make you that guy because everything's on month months waits who knows yeah, how much wait yeah. time so you yeah, got to we rig things up you got to think outside the box i i told them when i after i finished it i said listen i'll be completely honest with you i'd say i give this about a 50 50 shot that this is going to work longer <laughs> than like a couple hours i don't know right. you know yeah and uh it worked so there yeah. you go that's awesome that was a good fix but we did uh three rtu changes last week and um they had like five other units that they also are going to change out just now right now I think one of them, he's like, yeah, this one's not working. And the other one wasn't working. So they had two that weren't working. And our crane broke down. It lost a hydraulic solenoid. So the, the crane was just sitting there dead in the water. And uh, it was kind of neat because we were just harvesting parts off the other used ones that we were replacing to fix the 
you know, no. the, the other used ones that are going to be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we were able to go temporarily. Yeah. And we were able to get, you know, once we were done, all the heat was working at the time is, uh, you know, when I saw that picture that you shared about the crane, when you, when I, I heard that the crane broke down, I was like, I have a crane operator that I use in my area. That's like, I always wonder if his crane's going to fall over in the middle of a lift. Oh, it's yeah. a piece of junk, you know, but oh, when no. I saw yours, I'm like, no, that's a nice crane. Like, I know, right? It had a failure. Well, yeah. That was a nice crane, but it got stuck, so we couldn't use it. So they brought in a second crane, and the the furthest unit, because he couldn't park where the other one was, which would have been much closer, because that one was stuck there. And uh, so he had to park on the other side of the building, and he had to stretch the boom. He, he was oh. like, I think he said 20 foot over what he yeah. safely was allowed to do. Yeah. And he's like, he could feel the uh, the back of the crane kind of getting lighter as he stretched I've, all the I've way out there. watched one do that where the guy oh, where yeah. the owner the owner came down of the crane because they were trying to do a lift and it, this is frustrating because oftentimes when we do lifts we'll tell them we want a 50 ton or we want a 30 ton like we'll tell mm -hmm. them because we know what sizes cranes are you know and sometimes they'll be like oh yeah that one's not available so we sent this one and i'm like dude you know yeah. like, i don't know yeah. man and i've seen yeah, him do yeah. some lifts and i'm like I, we had a sketchy situation I, I think it was like a seven and a half ton or something it was several years back and it was a far reach. And the guy's like, yeah, we got this. No problem. And uh, he's picking it up and I, the crane starts beeping. I'm like, yeah, why is it beeping? He's like, it's, I'm pushing it to its max right now. I'm like, well, I'm going to get the hell back. Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done that. And, and I've watched them. I've watched them like, you know, it's going beep, 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 beep. And, and then the owner comes over and he like does something and then it stops yeah, beeping. And I'm to... like, uh what did you do <laughs> type in his cheat code <laughs> but i've also have you guys been on a crane lift where the um the operator gets off with a wireless controller and walks to the side of the mm -hmm. job i've dude that trips me out when he has a wireless controller yeah. and he's like just like walking around controlling it and i'm like dude you had to spend a crap ton of money for that I turn on my, my phone rings and the freaking crane starts lifting the wrong direction <laughs> like, oh. i can see that good like if you're up on the roof that would be pretty handy i would think right i don't like, know if he can legally get on the roof but no. i guess it would work i mean if you had someone downstairs like just a spotter to... downstairs too making sure yeah. nobody's some of them too i i've seen him too where he has a camera on the end of the boom too i've always so wondered if there's a camera on the end of the cameras, boom and then yeah, he has so a, a little it. thing in there you know we did a lift once and uh, i don't remember what kind of crane it was or anything anything like that but the guy once we picked the other unit picked it pulled it off the roof and strapped into the new one and he's like, I don't need any directions because his somehow his crane was able to remember all those movements. And he basically like hit autopilot or something. And it went right to that spot and dropped it exactly where he picked the other one up from, oh, or, you know, crazy. within a few feet. But it was, yeah. it was pretty neat. Um, I gave a crane operator a $150 tip once. Yeah. I, you know, I, I called them beforehand and I said, this is the address. It's in the back of the building. Can you guys do this? Yeah, no problem. And that's the owner of the company I talked to. Well, this mm -hmm. is the crane operator, one of his employees that come, comes out. And he looks at it, he's like, dude, that's way too far of a reach for this. And he's like, is there an alley or anything? Yeah, there's an alley. Okay, we can get it, no problem. So he goes in the back of the alley. There is a power line pole, like, and he, he raises his boom. He's in between a power line pole on one side so freaking close to it. he's like i got this and it looked like he was playing like i don't know Tetris it was just or whatever like just terrifying and he's that. dropping it in between two other lines jeez uh, like booming down and all that and i'm like there's no oh, wind or nothing crap. no it was you terrifying. Know, jay's jay's one two three four was uh talking about using a crane 
or a helicopter instead of a crane. Yeah, I've never done a helicopter lift. I yeah, quoted one either. one time and I didn't get the job. I think I've told this. I didn't get the job and they had another company uh, come in and do a helicopter lift and they didn't pull a permit. So Ooh. I quoted it with permits and then they didn't pull a permit. And then they were literally in Los Angeles International Airport airspace and they didn't pull a permit. Like what oh, are these yeah, people? That's... Like literally they had to get air traffic control permission to do this crane. And uh, they didn't pull a permit and they had thousands and thousands of dollars in fines. And I heard Good. years later from the facilities director that um, I lost the bid for like $2,500 is what it was. And they had thousands upon thousands of dollars in fines to the restaurant and to the business. So the, the contractor. Yeah, isn't, as isn't they should. Funny, isn't it funny when you get... Uh undercut by somebody else and then they screw up the job sweet you know what though i i would have lost my ass on the job anyways but i would have done it with permits so it's all good man you know what they can have it i want to see i want to be involved in a helicopter lift at some point in time in my life yeah you know it's just so expensive and although we're doing a a a big box store next year i I, because they're taking over a big box store and there's 28 units to change out and um i would I would almost have to guarantee some of those units are going to be right in the center of this building. And I don't think it's going to, I mean, it's a big building. I don't think a crane's going to stretch out that far. How yeah. big are the units that you don't know? Uh, I think just looking at the ones they have now, they're probably, you know, they're a little like five, six tons, maybe seven and a half in certain we, parts of the store. We, we've used a couple of times uh, the crane operator we use, they have this dolly type deal that he, he charges an extra like four. Yeah. They're awesome. Put it on the roof and roll it on the unit. And that, yeah. And it actually has a motor on it. And he like drives like a remote control over it. He raises it up. It raises it up. It has like a a lift on it. And then he drops it down right on the curb. Yeah. I've seen those. But I don't know how you like, how do you navigate the the gas lines? I guess if it's a tight space. Are you talking about with the remote control carts? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The lit, the lit, I think if the ones that I've seen, each wheel will pivot independently so you oh, can really? side attack a thing. At least the ones I've seen where you can you can literally lift up I mean, one I would wheel, imagine if push it over and then turn it. it out to this, they had to have some sort of solution to solve the gas line issues. Yeah. I was going to say right. just roll them over. <laughs> Except for the, the mall gas lines that are like eight inches off the ground. Yeah, yeah guy- got to be above the snow level. I was thinking about the manual dollies, the ones I don't, I, I, for me, it's like rare because I don't do it much um, on top of roofs, but the dollies they put underneath the units to like move them around. You guys you ever mm-hmm. use those? Crane ever bring those? I like manual ones. No. Okay. I, I'm always sketchy about even thinking about that on some of these roofs I go to where I'm stepping on the mm-hmm. roof and it's like sinking down. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to put a unit on wheels and push <laughs> right, it across right. here. Uh, it is trippy. Like I'm uh, somebody swan dive off the side. Somebody in chat. He's probably from the south. Uh, the south. Yeah, drone lifts exactly, Sadborg. He's saying ninety in attic, seventy-eight wet bulb. Duct is sweating. Yeah, your wet bulb's high. Probably, and in the in the duct. Work, what do you think is in the duct? Work? Post that question up so we can all see it. Like fifty something, right? It sounds like, like something that you're uh, a little dew point, dude. You're gonna sweat all kinds. And yeah, Joe's our psychometric guy. I try to be. The dew point's way too uh, high. You got to bring well, that down. And is the duct insulated? Like, what's the Yeah, I think it, it probably is. It probably is. But even with insulation, like, yeah, you're right. With a little leakage or anything, the dew point's probably like, I don't know. You go below dew point on that, it's probably like 60 or something, 65. I don't know. 
And your yeah. ductwork is what inside the ductwork? Your supply. Let's supply at 60, 70 it, degrees. There you go. No, but, uh, less than that. If less you're than, probably in the 50s, right? Like in the 50s. Oh, 50, yeah. but I, I'm, yeah, I guess if the, if the unit's right there up in the attic, I was thinking downstairs in the basement, then going all the way. So I gave a little bit of a temp drop, but yeah, 50. Temp, that's there. right, right, right. Tempe Nodder conduct. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus is saying the crane in the back of my thing right now. So oh, use that one, special price. That boom right there is actually flexing the whole. <laughs> yeah, notice that. You need in to get the back, counterweights out of it. Overloaded with that zoom lock fitting. <laughs> See, you need to break that thing, man. Yeah. The outriggers are out. I wanted to bring this up right before the show. Adam kind of brought up something that I thought would be an interesting thing to chat about. Something about your second brain idea that you were talking about oh it's not my idea like i heard of this and there's a couple other guys we actually were chatting about this last night um michael house is the one who brought this up to my attention and i haven't seen him in the chat today so he might not be here i think he's with his girlfriend that's what he tends to do these days all these well, girlfriends did you see that shirtless pic he posted a while back i'm surprised he's got just one <laughs> what was your comment there uh on his on his post it's like geez house save some chicks for the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't it sounds like he took all the chicks for himself um anyway go on but anyways so like the idea of I don't, I don't really know i think there's like a book or something on it but like a second brain the idea is a way to stay organized and keep a bunch of information and basically like stuff that you can't keep in your head keep it in another place so when you're when you were telling me this earlier before the chat as if you're speaking to just me by myself. Right. It was, uh, it reminded me of like people like Jim Bergman, Brian Orr, people like that, that can just seemingly rattle off like specific information oh, as it, yeah, if they're, they're reading it almost, you know, just out of their brain, just numbers and scientific facts and what, you know, whatever. That's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. So I, I have something uh, like, not as organized um these guys were talking about using an app called notion and it's you could create like templates and this and that it's on your calendar to-do list like things to check off try to stay on task i use google drive for a lot of things um just to keep a lot of important files um tech technical data this and that and uh that's what i use but i was looking at notion it seems a little intimidating to use but i think i'm going to start you my i guess my question is how do you guys stay on task and how do you not get distracted on a day-to-day -day basis? And how do you stay organized with all the data you need to? Well, before I forget everything that I wanted to talk about on that subject, the, the way I do it is in my gallery of my pictures, I have a file that's set up for just work pictures and I'll take pictures of like schematics that I don't get to see very often. Um, little uh, excerpts from books or screenshots from things I read on the internet, you know, useful little tidbits of information and then in my i have a, a pdf reader mm. xodo and i'll just save all my uh you know actually pdf doc pdf documents in that and then uh yeah google drive i use that to write on ideas and notes and, and whatnot good but idea I I don't two, do 2.0 says tiago forte what does that mean is that a reference for some i don't know who, yeah. uh, tiago spanish forte is both Pretty yeah, sure I, uh, about a car. I I don't do good with um, having multiple things going on. I tend to forget a lot and, of things. Um, and you, Chris, have so much going on. I'm surprised that you don't have to have something like this just to function. I'm gonna have so, an aneurysm uh, pop in my head. Yeah. One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like it's an author. 
Tiago Forte is an yeah, author. I figured. Uh, okay, yeah. got it. He's probably the guy that came up with the concept. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I have all kinds of ideas randomly. I mean, I, I I use the Samsung Notes thing in my phone, and there's millions and millions of notes here in my phone. Um, <laughs> I know, right? That I never go back and look at. That, and yeah, that was one of the biggest things. So, like over the years, I've taken you guys. I'm sure everyone has taken a bazillion different HVAC classes. Yeah, duct design, this and that, and like they give you great pieces of information to take with you but then it's like where is it like a year mm -hmm. later it's like where did i put this piece of paper right and about once a week i think man i really need to get smart and like organize my google drive and actually set my pictures to automatically upload and do all this Boring cool collection. stuff and then something else urgent happens and then i forget forget about it put it on the back burner and then you know Oh, hey, I, I need to get like, better. I need an assistant. <laughs> instead of just taking notes out of books, what I'll do is like if it's something that I just I don't know feel like I'm not going to remember, but I will need to remember this specific piece of information one day. I'll just take a picture of it and put it in my work picture gallery. Yeah. Of just one thing, and I don't know, it works pretty good for me. It's all about you. Don't need to memorize all the information. You just have to be able to find it, know where to find it. Right. I agree. I agree. You know the weirdest stuff. Like you know when I try to remember things. I don't do good at it, but my brain works try. really weird. I can just randomly be in a class and hear things, and, and then I'll think of it later on. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing that in the class. But then if I try to remember something, yeah. I have a hard time yeah. doing it. So last night, we were sitting at the uh, eating dinner at the table, and I'm next to my son, and my phone was on the table like in front of me. And I get a text message. There's a whole conversation on there, and I didn't save the contact's name. It was just the phone number, and he's like, how do you know who you're talking to? And I said, listen, when I grew up, we didn't have contacts to nope. save. I no. said, I remember all my family's number, all my friends' numbers growing up. I could, I could rattle off phone numbers to you all day long right now. And I started, he's like, prove it. So I start, here's this number, here's this number. And he just starts smiling. He's like, how do you do that? He's like, that's yeah. how we did it back in the day. I don't, I don't remember I remember one phone number. Just name. I'm two. I'm doing, uh, I'm getting worse at phone numbers, but it was for the longest time. It was remembering everybody's yeah, phone numbers and phone then, numbers, um, directions, birthdays. but I also, but I, I can recognize them. So if a number comes up on my caller ID, I can no, go, Oh, that's so-and-so, but I don't like, if you ask me what it is, I won't remember, but part numbers. Oh man, I, I can tell you, uh, nope, part numbers part that we numbers. use all the time. Delfield, um, constant cut in mechanical temperature controller is two one nine four five three six s um <laughs> stuff like that stuff uh, like Kyrak that. pan chiller motor from grangers it's a 4wt47 like i nice it's in my head man yeah sure oh i'm definitely on the spectrum i i i believe i'm right there i believe i'm undiagnosed add um, i want to be right there with you well i think i am because i can't go home without having a gps to tell me exactly how to get there I yeah, get you got problems bro and, I, and i'm so um short uh tempered too like i have no patience for people that can't navigate without using a gps like i'm like just just get on the oh, freeway i hate like, when i, I talk even, to somebody like you and even then when like, even when I do there. need a GPS, what I do is I pull it up and I ask for directions and I scan over it and then I close it and then I drive, you know, that and then as so I get wild, closer, man. I might turn it on and say, okay, give me turn you by turn. When driving I blind. Are you crazy? No, I can't. I, I, I hate do, I think you mentioned in the past, Chris, um, about your videos. I think that's probably one of, the, one of the reasons why your videos are so popular is because uh, you said your normal workflow 
is you're basically going through your normal work through and, yeah. you, and you, you talk to yourself a yes. lot of times when you're diagnosing things yep. so it's not like you're doing something abnormal you're just filming yourself mm -hmm. doing it yep yep I'm, I'm just vocalizing yeah. it and i um i literally rationalize when i'm troubleshooting i will talk to myself and i'm like okay let's check it like that just like i'm talking to a video it's, it's literally identical so Do you call him jimmy or timmy or no i just okay. i call myself you, a dumbass all the time though if you answer yeah. yourself yeah. back yeah yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing this. I really do. Um, I was gonna say somebody. Oh, he got the uh, the gentleman said it. It is insulated. So maybe Adam, you know uh, this more. I do. Guys in the chat, um, insulation lose R value once it gets wet and killed so many times. Yeah, I wondered the quality of the insulation. Right. Is the duct leaking? Right. You could uh... surface. Duct. It could be. Yeah. You could do, do a duct blaster test, or you could do a blower door test and test it to uh, outdoors, right? Yeah, you, uh, absolutely. And if you can't do those means, you could uh, start getting that dew point lower and put, uh, put a demon, demon fire in there. Or if that's that's the attic, that could be tricky. It could. It could. Yeah. And, you know, random things, too. I'm reading through the chat right now. People are saying they remember part numbers over birthdays, like similar, you know. But even like my... Um, my anniversary uh, i i have a hard time remembering my actual wedding anniversary but i can remember the date that my wife started dating when we were in high school so september 20th is so the kidding. date that we started dating but our wedding anniversary is like september 3rd or 4th so i don't know about that one you know so i score brownie points whenever i get in trouble because i can't remember my anniversary i'd be like when did we start dating she's like i don't know it's like september 20th. Uh, i put it on my google calendar so i yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks you're you're so sincere, and you're just. If I didn't have a mom here. and a grandma, I would never remember anybody's birthday. <laughs> That's what that, Google calendars for now. They yeah. are my Google calendar. They're like, oh, so and so's birthday's coming up. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot again. I have a friend of mine that wrote down on his Google calendar my birthday incorrectly, and every year, like a day late, he says happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. So it was yesterday. And then he argues with me. He's like, no, it's not. It's on my calendar. It's today. It's like, dude, we do no, this for you. <laughs> but yeah, I was there. I remember it. That's uh, funny. There was a post uh, I wasn't wanting to talk to you guys about. I seen um, some guy posted. I don't know if you guys seen it. No, because he probably deleted it. No, it wasn't in our group. Uh, oh. I don't post outside of our group really. Yeah, what's no, wrong with maybe a light? Joe doesn't exist. We're not allowed no. to. So and let's let's, let's talk to. about Joe for a minute. Joe doesn't exist outside the overtime group, and nope. and Joe gets mad at us if any of us yep. exist outside <laughs> okay. the overtime group. <laughs> Joe, yeah. you know that Joe before, um, we even started before. overtime. Before we started overtime, I actually made an HVACR videos Facebook group. <laughs> it's just not public. And he's been scared. He talks to, he talks to me about it weekly. And he's like, I just want to click live. He's like, but Joe's going to be so upset with me. Oh, man. If I made that and, and then just find a couple mods and then just yeah, let it go. Says, you're an asshole. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to switch subject before I stab myself in the eye. Um, is, it is it legal to deduct employees' pay from a callback? No. Absolutely. Do not ever touch your employees. Somebody uh, made cards. a post about this today. Yeah. yeah. I think some, one of the comments, which I think... I think you actually can do this, but I think it has to be an understand uh, agreement before employment. Yeah. Even if you can, even if even if it's legal, I, I, I don't care what state you live in, yeah. even if it's like technically allowed, your best bet is to pay them and fire them. Just pay them for their time and fucking face. Same thing. If you let's just say you have a guy that um, 
you know, quit and he quit on bad terms. Your best bet is to pay him for the rest of the week and then just fucking let him go on right. his way. Like, just be done with what it. What if he's quit. a decent employee? Like, the thing is, I don't think you could start doing that, like, and just get pissed off one day and be like, you screwed this call up. I'm not paying you to go back. No, you don't. You don't. And don't that's, that's, do that's that. for the business. That's for right. the business. Right. And then you correct the problems and or you terminate the employee, but you pay well, him for his time. And, and that's kind of the thing, too. If if you're screwing up, it could be your boss's problem that you're not being trained properly. Yep, exactly. Or, yeah, I think if you hire an employee for X amount of dollars, I hire them knowing that at some point in time, you're going to make a mistake. And we own that as a business and we will pay you to correct that mistake because we know you're human i guess right um pub chat real quick just so that you know i'm pretty sure brian Orr has more than eight kids um but yeah he's got 11 yeah so hmm. wow but um well, no i mean i'm not saying that i'm gonna do that week. to every employee either it's just it's just you know you don't ever mess with the people's time cards when they put it on a time card they get paid now if they're fraudulently doing stuff that's for lawyers to figure out that's not for the here's, office staff to my, take it into their own hands and here's correct. my question here's my question to you looking over because i review time cards every week right mm -hmm. so if you have a couple guys that work the same like say they work together i see this is going awesome yeah. and yeah. What, if, what if the time cards don't match mm. what do you do in that situation that doesn't then then you have a talk with them i mean that mm. doesn't make sense let me ask you this I, conversation I, at that point we we constantly have our guys screw themselves on their time cards and we have to email them and be like guys seriously you guys are hurting your own selves here you worked longer than this your invoice build out time is different oh i just you know didn't remember i have two apps that track my work time yeah yeah well, um, one so thing that i started using uh i use the gps on the trucks this which is super helpful and I did it for the fact that with House Call Pro, I thought it was a super cool feature that when you click on your way, it sends a text message and an email to the customer with a link so they could watch your their, your truck and see how far you are away from their house. Because everyone's always like, how long till you get here? Well, just click the link and you know how long until you, you know. Weaver makes yeah. a good comment. Uh, I don't know if you want to highlight that. That's pretty cool. In local Crazy. 38 bylaws, if you make a mistake, let me see if I can. I don't know. There Thanks. you go. Um, if you make a mistake, you're supposed to fix it on your own time. In 37 years, I've only seen this rule invoked once. Yeah, it it's just a I thing. Mean, you don't. That's you expecting don't... perfection. Like yeah. everybody has their off days. Man. Everybody exactly. makes mistakes, and like people have said in the chat, you make it a teachable moment. You pay right. the guys, and it, it's and then different. you don't send them. Now, I'm not always like. Let's say that I have a guy that has a lot of mistakes on a call, and then I have to go out. Sometimes I'm going to take him with me. Sometimes I'm not, and then. You know, because sometimes I'm like, dude, you're already in way too deep on this and um, you clearly don't get it. So I'm going to go ahead and take you off this one. I'm going to figure it out. We'll discuss it after and then we'll work on it and we'll we'll grow from it. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to dock his pay. Um, we don't we don't play that. Even if you can yeah. legally, we're not going to do that. We're just going to. I think if you're making the same silly mistake over and over again, that's obviously a different conversation. Yes. But if it's sort of like a one off thing that way, it's like, man, I, I don't know, man, my head wasn't in the game. I didn't know whatever was so, the problem i think a lot like i've come to let's use the term come to jesus i guess with a lot of uh my mindset and thought processes that i had before i i would i would used to go through the days be like this guy's an idiot i i told him this so many times he's not remembered it this and that and i would always blame somebody else for something mm -hmm. um and this brings me to a to another thing i was talking about last night was um there's a book which i want to read and uh, it's called i believe it's called extreme ownership 
I, I should look it up. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's basically like, uh, you know, teaching you how to lead, how to lead. And, and things that happen underneath you are probably your fault and not the guy's fault, right? Hmm. Hmm. I always look at a good book on leadership. I think the last book I read on leadership a while ago, what was it? Um, Leaders Eat Last, I think. If you need a book, I already told you guys in our private conversation before the show, y'all need to go read Ready Player Two. That's the book you need to read. Ready Player Two? The audio book. Yeah, it's it's part two of Ready Player One. I know what that is. That is what the book is called. Ready Player Two. I think I I listened to that on uh, Audible, Bill. Yeah, I, I not all the way done yet, so don't spoil it. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think you got to be a, a little low as well to do that to your own employee. Plus, you know what? A lot of times customers, especially now, they're just happy that an employee or yourself is, you know, showing up at their house. You know what I mean? This book turns out Show it's pretty face. good. They're already happy. So Boom, right there. Oh, dang it. It was too late. Yeah, yeah. that's a good book Chris so far. It's ah. <laughs> COVID breath. Nah, that is you. <laughs> and now, our HVAC forest. Uh, hey, is that Vaseline in here? Ray Mexico, starring in the highly anticipated segment, Questions Questions for, for Yamo. Yamo. I still remember that, that show with Zach. Hey, uh, how's your how's your COVID doing over there, COVID breath? <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking I'm not the only one that has COVID in mm-hmm. the group. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sure, Chris? Nope. I'm good, still, man. You still smell things. I'm COVID say- negative, my friend. COVID negative over here. Yeah, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what was up with oh. that? Sorry, change subject. What was up with that unit there, Adam? That gasket, uh, that heat exchanger. Did you end up you end up fixing it, right? Um, the carrier I was talking about last yeah. week. What was a yeah. rooftop, right, or package unit? Oh, are you talking about the? Uh... The package unit. Okay, that was earlier this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I quoted, this is a while back now, I quoted, I found two bad heat exchangers on train uh, package units at a church. And we quoted to replace the heat exchangers. And um, we actually quoted to replace the units, but the units were way back ordered, right? So we couldn't get them. So I said, okay, you, you either do nothing or you get heat exchangers. What do you want? All right, I think heat exchangers. So we give them the price, and then usually they call back right away. Well, we didn't hear from them. And then a couple weeks went by, and they called, and they're like, one of our members in our church has a guy that used to do HVAC, and uh, he's a maintenance guy, and he's going to do it for us, and he's going to save us like 1200 bucks, and he's going to yeah. do it for us. I cannot believe I just heard that. And, and that guy's going to be there. August first, when it's freaking hundred degrees outside and it breaks down, right? Like well, this is yes. the thing. Here's the he thing. Will. He he did the job. A couple of days go by and they realize that one of the units is not producing heat. It's blowing cold air. Yeah. Why is it blowing cold air? And he starts calling us, and it's super cold outside. We're busy. He's like, we really need you to come out here and fix it. I'm like, where's the uh, used to do HVAC guy that did? Yeah. Can he fix <laughs> yeah. it? What they say about uh, that? Right. He said he's like, well, he's busy working. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is his his real job that doesn't include HVAC, right? Mm. Okay. So we you know, we ended up scheduling them out for like a week. I go out there and I actually had a video. I should play it, but um I didn't notice it right away and it would fire, but then it would go off on limit. Um it was blasting. Uh, they didn't use gaskets on the heat exchanger. 
and the airflow from the unit just blasting tons of hot air into mm-hmm. uh, where the burner box and everything oh, is. Oh, so he didn't replace it. He repaired it. No, he replaced it, but he didn't use gaskets. It was just... Oh, okay, so he replaced the heat exchanger. He didn't replace the entire unit. That's okay, that's what I was doing. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, so it was just... The, the amount of air coming out of this thing was unreal. I used a little fog generator... And you could just see it was like, and Bill's like, no, that's just the wind blowing it out. It's like, dude, my eyebrows are partying over here. It's blowing so much air. Um, And I did a combustion test on it, and all the numbers were out of whack. We had high oxygen. um, We had high carbon monoxide. And, yeah, it was kind of a pain because I had to take everything apart, and I got it sealed up and dialed combustion and Oh yeah, I loaded the fire box. <laughs> <and it> was- <laughs> the what? Oh, <laughs> just oh, soak that son of a bitch. That's an inside joke. Inside <laughs> joke. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, but wait a second. How how are you liking that? I don't know if you you answered me. That how do you like that uh, analyzer, anyways? Which one? Oh, the no, uh, sorry, I got to talk about the vape pen. Yeah, the, vape the blue pen. flame is nice. I've, I've heard, heard some like it. really bad things about it lately. I've read some really bad things from some so, very um, prominent people on the yeah, internet. Yeah, so this you you're not letting me finish. So it's okay. nice. I don't like. There's a couple things I don't like about it. There's no buttons on it, and you don't see all the readings on the front screen. So you have to kind of toggle through the screen. Yeah, and then um, I have a Baccarat Insight Plus, and it, that thing's badass. I'm sure it's like it doesn't hold a freaking candle to the back rack the thing and joe's like well why aren't you using the back rack and it's like because i need a new sensor on there and i don't want to spend 200 dollars when i have another analyzer sitting there that works perfectly fine now at one point wasn't true tech actually doing the sensor replacements i don't know for back rack but i thought they were doing them sensor replacements for some of the combustion analyzers on site uh, i don't know i mean the back rack i've always changed myself the back oh, okay, rack, actually, yourself, okay. it won't even start you can't start the back rack if your sensor mm. past the expiration oh, got you. like yeah. it will just show up on the screen you have a bad o2 sensor or whatever um so when you replace the sensor there's a code on the sensor and you have to type it in to the analyzer and then it starts working again oh we so were... it's a timed based code it's not yeah. necessarily uh oh. I, I don't know if i really like that i, know. I guess you know <laughs> You would think that nowadays with machines, they'd be smart enough to know when they need to be replaced. But I guess, you know, most things are, you know, to be cost effective. They don't have, you know, built in safeties to tell you when sensors are bad and stuff. And they just do a timed kind of a thing. But I do like I do. I think both of them are okay. I definitely think the Baccarat is much better than the the blue Mm -hmm. flame, in my opinion. Uh, One thing I don't like about it is it would be nice if it worked like directly with measure quick. It does not. So. Mm -hmm. But whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not using the combustion analyzer with Measure Quick every day, so it doesn't really matter. Just curiosity, Weaver said, "I hope your bill was more than twelve hundred bucks." <laughs> you don't have to say, but I uh, mean, <laughs> yeah, I think they're probably regretting the. Uh, <laughs> well, they should. I'm sorry. Yeah. They should. They should. Pub chat wants no, to right, know. Joe. They should. How many? Yeah. Here, I'm going to put this comment up here. Pub chat wants to know how many guys I have fired, and he says I can do per year if that's easier. I have fired one person in my career one literally person. like our company has probably only fired one person in the last no two we have fired two people in the last 15 years so we don't fire people we we uh, coach them we work with them and then they tend to move on work them so. until they quit on their own no Back because you're drinking joe now now so how many people bottle? have quit 
because they don't like the way that I do things a lot. I mean, not a lot. I haven't had that many employees, but I mean, people tend to leave, but they leave on good terms, mm -hmm. you know? How um, many people have I'm you murdered? Up front. What's uh, that? Laskin's asking, how many people have you murdered? We don't talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you guys see it in the chat there, but uh, good news. So a lot of you guys might have noticed that Monday Chris hasn't been around for his, his live streams. Yeah. That's mostly because he's out of Coke. But the Coke Express is on his way to California <laughs> yeah. right now. If you guys pay attention to the Facebook group, it's on its way to California. So look forward to Chris on Monday. He's going to be all coked up. Coked up and ready. Coke, yeah, my mustache is getting kind of long again, so Coke nose is going to come Coke back for sure. Is, is in full effect. Coke All nose right. happens because my nose hairs get too long and then they tangle with my mustache hairs and then they just freaking go crazy. No, um, but to address the live stream thing, um, I have actually been starting to skip more videos and skip more live streams just for my own mental health. Uh, that's been happening a lot. Like, I'm just like, you know what? I've got too much crap. Going on. I'm not going to stress. You know, mental health is an important thing. And uh, uh, I don't know in your school districts, but I just found out this year that our school districts, they give the kids a certain amount of mental health days per year to just, if they say they don't, they do don't want to go to school. Yeah. They don't want to go to school. They have, you know, don't feel I wish I had those. Hey, ma, pa, well, I don't want to go to school today. <laughs> yeah, you are. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's where Joe gets his attitude from, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly Get the fuck out of here. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wish I had some mental health days back in school, too. I wouldn't have to fake sick so many times. Yeah. Or, like, go <laughs> right. to school and like, rub my eyeball till it was pink. I'm like, ah, oh, I think I got pink eye. Can I go home? <laughs> wouldn't have to fake any of that stuff. Dude, um, I'm not kidding with you. In my uh, school district for my children, if if a kid goes to school with lice, the school does not make that child go home, nor do they address no? it because they don't want to hurt their feelings oh, and they man. don't want to single out the kids. So kids come to school with lice. Like we have friends that are teachers and yeah, she's like, I, she can tell me like which kids and she can literally see things moving on their head. That's, so That's how bad it is, but bad. they don't make them leave because um, they don't want to make them feel bad. Um, a funny thing. I was talking to a teacher I know and uh, she said her, kid had covid mm -hmm. and after a certain amount of days you could send the kid back to school right but they still i think it's a little earlier than the school is comfortable with so at lunch the kid has to sit at the covid table good gosh it's like in a bubble or something i know right <laughs> surrounded by box filters and <laughs> box fans and stuff Al Anonymous, I really like that one. When whoever was talking about pink eye said, "How do you get shit in your eye?" <laughs> no, you you just rub your eye till it's pink. You just keep rubbing it. That's really is what that. pink eye is. Though. That's the hilarious yeah. thing. Pink eye is fecal matter in your fucking eye. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh man, the whole idea that pink eye is around is kind that's of because you don't wash your hands after you wipe. You get a little bit of poo on your hand, yeah. or you're. Pooping in a bush or something or in a bucket. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's rough. Actually, Will Speedy just reminded me of uh, COVID when you made that comment. Uh, he was doing his, he was being a good citizen, working on his laptop, mm -hmm. doing some automation. I can't remember where. And some Karen comes up to him and says he was trying to pick up some college girls that are like sitting around. Oh, I saw that. She's like, Are you, is it the one where he said, Are you filming? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hmm. I haven't seen that one. It's, it's so, um, <clears throat> Bill, you had a discussion with uh that i missed um because i was trying to you you ignored my calls so i couldn't get on the i did discussion with you you know but I mean, uh you got to I do like handle so many phone only calls a certain amount of calls per, i i limit i, I limit like yeah. bill bill says hey guess what 
the live stream or what was it a stream or whatever you were doing with him you're like it's yeah, happening it's soon and then i text him i'm like what time is it happening and then he never responds so it was over but it was with the interplay learning that. right with interplay yeah yeah interplay learning with jared i'm gonna make up a last name bruckenheimer because i don't know his <laughs> name jerry <laughs> jared bruckenheimer so the dude from interplay learning he's the uh, i think one of the graphics designers or he does he does something with the company involving graphics and designing and the whole concept behind it but they're so he's the one that makes it seem like you're in a potato yes yes in <laughs> roblox like you're in roblox like roblox. the graphics though like the yeah. graphics i saw because he, he took me through a few of them and he's going to give me login credentials so i can play with it and i can show you guys and you know we yeah. can all we can all have some fun with it but the, the graphics are a little bit better than what i remember them being maybe it wasn't even the same company but they're not terrible but the the concept is that you have like an interactive um, scenario, like an air conditioning system, and and you have to troubleshoot it. So you can interact with the simulation. It'll have, um, you know, there'll be wiring diagrams that will move, show you the flow of electricity, sequence of operations that are available, like the whole nine yards, almost everything that you'd have available in the field. And you can interact with it, put your meter leads here, put the amp clamp here, you know, you gather your information, you make a diagnosis. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna... I like the concept of it, I really do. Um... I, I think for me, I can't do VR. So I know there's options to not do VR. You can just do it on a normal computer screen. Personally, I get motion sickness, so I can't mm -hmm. do the VR stuff. Oh, but I like the concept. And I also think that in the future, it's only going to get better. Like, you know, the oh, graphics yeah. are going to get better. They're going to get more immersive. Um, and then it, I think it'd be neat when it gets to the point that they can literally have someone make a service video and then yeah. you know film different options you know so then then the the person that's on the other end learning can say go to the condensing unit first so then you know it goes like so but i like the concept and i think it's a great way to help because you know some people do good watching videos some people do mm -hmm. good with computer simulations some people do really good just reading books and some people need hands-on you know so I everybody's think, a little different i think the end game here is with jared bruckenheimer we're going to get him on the show one day <laughs> cool and maybe 20, 20 minutes or so and kind of show you guys as well as the uh, audience a little bit of their program. And they can, the one thing that I did like, they can, um, like a, a manufacturer will go to them and say, hey, we want uh, a simulation-based scenario on how to fix our product, our fryer, our shake machine, yeah. our cooler, yeah. our whatever it is. And, you know, they give them all the, the specs on it and they just make a simulation and go through all the troubleshooting and and like that's that seems pretty cool. I'd rather watch something interactive like that to learn sequences of operation and yeah, maybe I like that idea for sure. Basics of it, but you know, a lot of people are doing that. I think uh, Brian's been doing that, and there's a couple other YouTubers that um, have paid animators, you know, to and graphic designers to come up mm -hmm. with like graphic flows. And I think that is good and useful. If I was smart, I'd do something like that. It but makes I don't it so much more engaging. <laughs> But I think even with the interplay thing, like I think it's cool to have options, you know, for people to kind of, you know, brush up on skills or learn sequence of operation for right. certain particular mm -hmm. pieces of equipment. I like that idea. It's cool. Yeah. I would like it, you know, an interactive wiring diagram or schematic or something like that where it shows the flow of things and you can go in and like click on the little switch and mm -hmm. watch the flow change or do whatever it is going to do like that. I don't know if I've seen one on the engineering mindset YouTube channel, but there yeah. was um, early on. That, that really helped me learn how to read the wiring diagrams. I've always been curious to try interplay learning. You know, I, I think the first time I ever saw it was uh, Mr. Steve Lev. Um, he was promoting them for a while, right? Hmm. 
in a play of learning Not that one last i was trying to do laska's thing if they can make a farming simulator they can make a txv replacement simulator no, don't <laughs> right here farm bill <laughs> i wonder if you could do it you should get you gotta ask them can you do a hot swap on a txv oh yeah. on a on, on the thing yeah, yeah. no that's do not it an guide him through it you i did a hot swap the other day on a stringer for a txv yeah so. no it, it went out of control what do you do do you go you put your thumb over it or you just run I don't yeah. think it, it's that part of the simulation. It's, You're putting your gauges on there, and 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 it's spraying out. My hands burning. It's like, dude, just let it fucking go, man. Like, see, I don't up. know yet, but he, like again, Mr. Bruckenheimer is supposed to be getting me login credentials, so I should have that eventually, and I can kind of get in there a little bit more because we just kind of skimmed the surface of it, looked at a lot of basic mm -hmm. stuff. So that was just like almost for greenhorns, somebody fresh out of HVAC school, maybe, um, but. It didn't seem like uh it, it doesn't seem like you can go into the simulation and the next thing you know you're going to be onto the advanced refrigeration podcast talking rack systems after you yeah, go through yeah. it you know it's not going to bring you that high up i think it would be cool to to simulate like chris said simulate a service call like residential service call you pull into somebody's mm -hmm. driveway where should you park you pull into the driveway and the lady comes out of your out of the house your truck's leaking oil on my driveway and they listen bitch are you cold or hot or whatever you want yeah. your shit fixed. Come on. I, I was watching recently uh, one of those clips. And I mean, if we really have to teach some of this stuff, I really genuinely think these people shouldn't be in the trade. But I was watching, you know, uh, I think someone shared one of the dumb dumbs super service sales training classes or whatever. And it was like showing their process of of role playing in an office. And I mean, come on, do we? I don't know. I, I find that silly, yeah. but. Do people really need to know not to park on someone's driveway? Like, yeah. is that not common sense? <laughs> no. Oh, Brett says they are adding commercial refrigeration. And uh, yeah, Jared Bruckenheimer did talk a little bit about that. That uh, that's the next avenue is to expand the, the refrigeration yeah. training so of it. Sweating horsepower. I can't wait to actually get in there and get because they do have some uh, commercial stuff in there already, like Chiller Basics or you know whatever it is. And um, the only hangup I kind of saw is that. You know, for example, like a chiller, we'll say, like they're all doing obviously pretty much the same thing, but they all obviously do it in a different way. So how do you really get into in-depth simulations when you have so many different manufacturers, different ways of doing things, different components possibly, you know, so you can almost only cover the basics unless you're doing a video specifically for a manufacturer. Yeah. No, yeah. I, 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 but I do like the concept and the idea of, the interactive stuff and i i would like to do something interactive eventually too you i should. think i think that all that stuff is there um <clears throat> it's just because can you imagine like how in depth you can go with one of these these things that just rolls into a one thing leads to another call you know on yeah. you know and you're on interplay and you're like okay so you did this but you know um you remember i don't know i don't know if they could do that on there i think that um it's just not quite there yet but if they had some sort of a video element maybe you know you remember um, back in the day back in the day which is like a wednesday where we had the uh, the hardy boys books remember those oh yeah i feel like some of them they were like the choose your own adventure yeah yeah sort of book. I, remember that. I think we should write a series of hvac books like a little bit of you know shades of gray with a little bit of you know hardy boys and there you go you know <laughs> Choose yeah, your own add that to the list of things that I think I kind of think that's well. what the overtime show is all about, you know. Fifty Shades of Grey. We're we're, <laughs> we're a little bit we're on topic a little bit. We're a little bit uh edgy, a little off topic. Uh you that's know, we point, yeah. Yep. 
Roll so over. basically, we just take the scr- the transcripts from each episode and kind of fudge them together into a. Um, into I a think story. we should at the symposium interview Brian Orr and ask him what he likes the best about our show. I can absolutely a, guarantee you that will not happen because um, don't get Brian will not Brian even Orr. have a single second. He's going to be yeah, so busy. busy. He's running the joint. He's going to have handlers, and he's like, "You do not yeah. look Brian Orr in the eye." Nope. Thank like, you. We'll, we'll you walk up to him and like these big right. bouncers will step in front of us. Like, where are you going? Like, oh, we can't talk to Brian. <laughs> hey, call hey, him right now. Raise your hand if you're going to the symposium. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Stop maybe. with this BS, Chris. <laughs> mm. Hey, um, nice camera, Joe. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> hey, nice for us. Before we have to leave, the, I just want to um, mention that good post that guy did. Can you believe that post? I think you posted Adam about that guy who did that good deed for that lady who was a cancer patient or something. She was like 90 oh, something. Yeah. I feel like that story is about 11 years old. Is that? Yeah, it's a good one. I think good so. One. I mean, it's a good story though, but yeah, I feel like I read that it's same exact thing. So, yeah. It was, it's a the guy was a plumber and it looks like he's from Europe somewhere, right? It's the H guy, right? Well, he's the, in the thing. It said plumber. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. but, but if he uh, was in Europe, sometimes they they handle multiple trades, like electricians do, air conditioning too. But he ran a service call for a lady, and her boiler was down, and she had a couple leaks. And on the invoice, he wrote up multiple leaks, boiler was down, and it said in the notes, it said the lady is ninety five years old and has terminal cancer or whatever, um, and is in hospice. We will be available 24 hours a day, no matter what, and there will be no charge from this point forward. We want to make sure this lady is comfortable the rest of her life or whatever he said. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. There was another gentleman that posted a comment in that same post, and he, I think he was showing what I think he did or something for a kid or something. I can't remember. There's a few of them. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there, there's a few different ones. I've seen a, those. A kid with a furnace? <laughs> kid with a furnace. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yep. All right. Nice. Well, I think it's time we wrap this up. Yeah, man. Good show. Yeah, Don't forget, guys. Go check out the website. Go check out that Facebook group. <laughs> Sorry, he got, he got cut off. Well, that was fine. <laughs> That's what you do when when the music plays and you're ending a show. This is what happens in like all news stories. They talk over the music. Hey, that's oh. a pretty cool sticker of mine. One of these days, I mean, I'm actually going to make that sticker. <laughs> so, Joe, do I have permission to click the button? Uh, not the, the volume. Can you put it a little bit lower, please? Yeah, it is yeah, loud. I mean, we have neighbors. All right. All right. We have neighbors. Yeah, don't forget, Facebook group, website, yeah. find us on TikTok. See us at the symposium. We're going to be doing a live podcast there at some point in time. Us and Cardboard Joe. If Cardboard Joe ever sends us a picture. Because if not, I'll just make my own picture. With his face, which is readily available on that phone. Just right have now. your daughter draw a picture with Franz, and then we'll just put it next to us. Oh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to uh, get like, some just fat, yummy dude body. You should take a stone cold to keep off body. No, no, I'm going fat, gumpy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to give me a good picture? I'll make a picture. I'll do it. Zipper undone. Yeah, oh, my I guess that's it, guys. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Until the next one. See you guys. See you on the next one.